we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. Matthew, it was a fantastic week for TV. I really feel like we got the best of the best from our Bravo shows. And, you know, we did also have a big moment on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, yeah. If you guys didn't know, Lisa Rinna um, reposted one of my memes. I've been really bad about the Instagram just because I've been busy in my personal life with like work and stuff. Right. But, you know, I'm so Lisa Barlow. Like my work comes first. Oh, my um, God. Please it- don't ever do that again. <laughs> we'll work on your New York accent. My work comes first. Oh, no. Please. Oh, my God. It's so much worse. Like that I was- want a bagel. No, please. I want to kill you. Don't do that. That's so horrible. You've so- lived in Utah for 20 years. I Okay. Well, I know we'll get to that, but I so appreciated Heather fucking calling her out on that because that's 100% true. Like, Lisa does give off, like, the a classic New York vibe, but- she has been a Ute. A Ute? Oots. <laughs> she's been a Utahan for, for 20 years. Like, thank you, Jesus. But you're right. I thought it was a great week for TV. I was super thrilled about Lisa Renna on Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. I was really, I was bummed about there not being Atlanta. But oh, I understood yeah. why they put that off for a week. But I got to say, as someone who, you know, said that they didn't love Southern Charmed and didn't like the people on it, the reunion really changed my mind yeah you really enjoyed the reunion I was like kind of actually a little bit shocked Thoroughly. about how much you loved it well and I needed you know thank goodness for the beginning of Summer House the wrap up of Southern Charmed and of course the amazing first part of the Salt Lake City reunion because Dallas is still not giving me enough and we'll get into that in a second but this was definitely a pickup in a week that for you know for a couple weeks now I feel like we've gotten some low some low frequency shows, some low frequency episodes. So I'm glad we're vibrating higher right now. I am so happy too. Okay. Let's, let's give everyone the rundown. What we'll go through. We're going to talk about Southern charm reunion and just kind of like our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to hit Dallas, which was kind of like, well, to put it nicely, there was crickets clearly. Oh my God. (laughs) I want to slap you, but yeah, (laughs) that was a good joke. I'm a a comedian. It was decent. I try guys. I try my best. And then we're going to, of course, talk summer house, which you know is my vibe. It's my jam. It's my thing. My summer house. I can't wait for and the season. It's going to be so good. And I love we'll, the concept, but we'll get into it. And then, of course, our our Super Bowl. Well, I mean, not our Super Bowl because we watched the Super Bowl, but another Super Bowl, the Salt Lake City. A Super Bowl-sized event, I will say. I, I think it was – they came out of the gate super, super oh, hot. Oh, it's going to – I can see why it's going to be three parts, and I'm really enjoying – I know. I'm so glad it was three parts. I didn't – wasn't sure. But then when they said at the end of the episode, um, the reunion continues, I was like, thank God that means there are – there's at least another part after part it's, two. Uh, it's the first Bravo show to start its first season and have three episodes. By the way, before we get into that really quick, rumor is, is they've already been filming and that they're going to try to end filming by May. So season two is coming a lot. It might be coming a lot sooner than we oh, think. Oh, Jesus Christ. Thank God. That is Give so the great. people what they want. And it's more Salt Lake City. Okay. I'm thrilled. But let's let's start at Southern Charmed. Okay, and I have to laugh because I always call it Southern Charmed, and people are like, it's not about witches in <laughs> Charleston. It's about witches in Charleston. Uh, <laughs> but it's Southern Charm, and I always mess up and That's say Southern Charmed. That's why I call it Southern Charmed, I think, because you I, – I, I don't know why I assumed that you were saying it correctly because you don't say most things correctly. I don't know how to talk. I make up people's names, and I make up titles of shows. Southern Charm. Yeah, I was very much – turned around with these two parts of the reunion. I, I amend my previous comments and I'm excited to watch the next season. And I think this actually was a good time for me to jump in because with, is it Cameron with yeah. Cameron not returning and with COVID, it feels like this is a new show, uh, a new show and a new phase of the franchise. 100%. So I was, I'm glad I jumped in now. Yeah, no. So you don't know Cameron, but Cameron was basically like the star. She was like the number one. She used to be on Real World. Oh, And okay. she was like basically the centerfold of Southern Charm. And she was 
like such a good girl. Like she was so cool. But then there was rumors about her husband cheating and they thought that they were making him up just for the show. And so she was like, I'm not going to participate in this nastiness for a show because this is my real life. And she just had her daughter. I think her daughter's name is Palmer, which is so cute. And, you know, it, it is a completely different show now. I think this is like Leva and Madison's show, if I'm being 100% honest. It felt like that even throughout the reunion. It felt like Leva is the moral center of the show yes. now. And Madison, although I'm not, you know, I'm not thrilled with her and her behavior. Like, you know, I understand why Austin and Craig uh, are so incensed with her at the same, but Craig, she made Craig and Austin look like fucking Idiots. Well, Craig was drunk off his ass. He, he, he looked was I mean, wasted. His hair was messy, and I actually thought it was kind of cute. But then as the episode continued, I was like, oh, man, you need to fucking slow down. Whatever shots you're doing in the back during breaks, you need to cool it. Because he looked like a sweaty, belligerent asshole. Well, you also don't know Southern Charm, like, at all. No. And Craig has always been, like... Craig is like Carl before he went sober. Like there's a point where he turns, like he'll drink and then all of a sudden a switch flips. Well, and he's... they're just, all, I mean, him and Shep and Austin are all just like drunk boy idiots. Shep also looked like hell. Well, he Shep is like good. pushing 45. <laughs> <sighs> it's Shep is like it, uh, a conundrum in itself. It seemed like he and Carl, who we'll get to later when we talk about Summer House, it seems like he and Carl are on parallel journeys Thankfully, Carl is like 15 years ahead of him or sorry. Yeah. Carl is 15 years ahead of Shep. Shep's just getting to the party uh, a little late, but they seem like they're running parallel lives. Like they're kind of realizing, oh, I can't be a drunk 21 year old asshole my entire life. I kind of have to reform at some point, even though Shep still did mess around with another girl while he was dating this perfect girl that he's dating now. It was nice to see that Shep kind of is turning over a new leaf. Okay, let's let's talk really quick. Shep has a book. What the hell? I it uh, it reminds me of I don't know if you ever read it. I did. Um, actually, I didn't read it. Someone I well, I kind of read it. Someone tried to do it as their biography when we were in like the sixth grade. I want to say sixth or seventh grade. We had to read a biography of someone. Sure. And then like act out to tell like the presentation and be the person. I was Christopher Reeve, and like oh. I started in a wheelchair, and then I like came out, and I like had the Superman. Shirt. It no. was so good. It was so good. You have no, no idea. Oh my lord. Um, it was amazing. But someone tried to do the Paris Hilton one. The Paris Hilton like memoir, like how to be an heiress. Okay. So it kind of is reminding me of, I haven't read the book, but I assume Shep's book is right. It's like a self-help thing or no, or it's like about the title said like how to not achieve your dreams or how to, to how to like lower your expectations. And I'm like, who's going to fucking see that? That's what I mean. I feel like it's like one of those joke memoirs, like self-help things, but the title and the marketing of the book then has to drive that point home that it's a joke. Nothing about that title sounded jokey. Well, he sounds like he's dead serious about you being a total fuck up and it being okay. Well, that's his life. Cause he's got money. It's not a good look. I, okay. I, I, I do find Shep charming, but like in a dopey, like, Oh Has God, he got that my Southern charm. <laughs> wow. Jesus Christ. Stop anyway, me. Stop me before I get too, I, too wild. I, yeah. Shep looked like crap. He though did not get, you know, he kind of got off the hook this, this reunion. It really was mostly about, you know, Leva and, and Catherine had, you know, their blows a little bit, but the reunion really was a three way, you know, Battle. fight between Austin, Craig and Madison for the most part, which I enjoyed. And Madison really held her own. She was ready to go against these two fucking idiots. And I don't think they were prepared for that at all. No, I think they were ready to take her down. I used to be so anti-Madison and I really, well, I really like Madison because first of all, I don't, I could care less who she's screwing, like let the girl do her thing. But you know, I, I, when we were watching the finale episodes, I was like, oh my gosh, I was Madison in 2016, 2017. Like I was trying to like, I was showing up at the same parties with my ex, like being like, we can't, both of us being like, you can't date anyone else, but all both of us being like, oh, we're going to date other people. And then like just doing it for the attention. So I completely understand her mindset, but like, 
she came in this reunion and I was like, no, this is how I should have been after. Like, no, you guys are trying to make me look bad. This is not cool. I, I the Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari thing. Like Amazing. we know it's been playing out in real time and we've been seeing it, but it was so bizarre to see it on and see their names mentioned on Southern charmed. And like, and I have been, you know, I did my senior paper, my final for my entire communications course on the Hills. I did relationship theory and communication on the Hills. So seeing Kristen Cavallari in my Bravo world now is just completely rocking my socks. Multiverse is kind of melting. Yeah. Speaking of WandaVision. mm, Uh, uh, But (laughs) Madison, what she did so well, I thought was she sat there and went, yeah, I've fucked up and I've done things wrong. But the difference is, is that I understand that I've done that. Yes. I'm acknowledging it. Whereas you two fucking idiots are making me out to be the one who's the only one that's transgressed. The only one who's messed up. Austin needs to remember that he started all of this with having a threesome while he was with Madison. Like Madison may have, you know, strong Austin along and messed around with him while they weren't together, but that's the difference. And Madison is acknowledging both sides of the argument and staying calm, cool and collected. But the two of them squirming over there was very fun to watch. It was, it was really great. And I got to commend Madison for her work and showing Andy the DMS. Craig, I'm actually, you know, the Austin and Madison drama aside, I was really happy to see Craig doing so well with his business. I think the pillow business is hilarious, but also great that he's succeeding. Finally, male Martha Stewart for years. He's trying to, you know, be a little brand magnet. But I also... He's had a few hiccups in his career, so it's nice to see him on track. Totally. And I am... I'm definitely with Andy, though. I'm concerned and feel that his girlfriend is a little suspect. Well, I mean, okay. So the thing, I mean... Who doesn't tell you... Oh, Shep was so right on. Like, oh, you are on reality TV? Hey, so am I. But she obviously knows that he is because she dated and messed around with Austin before she dated Craig. So that would be one, I agree with Shep, that'd be one of the first things I'd come out with, with like, hey, I was also on reality TV. I was on Love Connection with Andy. So we have this cool, like, connection already that we both are kind of related to Bravo and related to Andy. The the fact that she kept it from them and kept, like, it's shady. It's weird. Yes. That, here's the thing. It's like, if you've been on reality TV, I feel like you have to disclose that to someone if you're dating someone else from reality TV. And it's just, and... And it's also like, you can't play the dumb of like, oh, you're on TV. Like, it's just, I was on TV. Like, it just seems so shady to me. Mm-hmm. So weird and so gross. Like, personally, like, I've had people that were like, oh, weren't you on this? And I'm like, no, okay. Block by. Like, yeah. I can't deal with this situation. Totally. Like, I, this is not what I'm looking for. And I feel like she's literally just trying to social climb and try to be like, oh, you're on the show. I was only on Love Connection. Yeah. You're on Southern Charm. This is a chance for me to, like, make my star power go and, like, yeah. increase it. And it's like, I'm not going to give that to you. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to see where this new group goes. Um, I don't know if they'll keep Catherine. I think... I think that she's been, you know, railed through the coals as she probably should have. And I think that she's not going to make these same mistakes again. And I think that she's going to continue dating this guy. I don't, I am sorry. I don't think that the relationship's genuine. I think it is a safe face. I think that with all the infighting happening in the group, I don't think they need Catherine. I think they can let her go. I don't think they need to crucify her. I think that they've done enough of that, but I don't think they need to keep promoting her and keep her on the show. I think she and was Thomas Ravenel. Yes. One L. I think that they can, can be kind of removed. And I think that they can just keep the core group without Catherine and maybe add another new person next year. But the infighting that we real that we saw on the reunion will continue. And I think that it will keep going. Also, are Pringle and Madison well in the doing se- something now? I don't think they're together now. But during the season, they were he was very into her. Right, I, I saw that. But then I I saw I, I just you know I think I was like doing laundry and Bravo was on and I thought I saw the two of them in interviews together like with like doing an after after show post season sort of thing and I just that made me curious. Well, it would be very on brand for Madison to just hop over to Pringle. Well, let's be real. Right now, Madison is dealing with the aftermath of the Jay Cutler and Aaron Rodriguez situation that's been happening on social media. 
But she again, she was ready with receipts and she was ready. Like, yeah, whether it's true or not, we'll find out for sure at some point. But she was ready to defend herself. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. And I got to give her kudos for that. You got to You got to give it up to Madison. Yeah. And I also think I also like Leva also bringing the idea of the the gravity of the situation with Catherine and with all the other cast members of race to the forefront and discussing it so candidly and openly because she does have black sons. She does have, you know, she does have to deal with this on a daily basis. And I think it was incredible the way that she challenged every single person in that cast to kind of really look at themselves and look at the situation and kind of change their frame of thought. I thought the thing where, where Shep uh, was talking about how, he was like, I hope your, or maybe it was Austin. It was Austin was like, I hope your business doesn't get like damaged. And she was like, I can replace a window. I can't replace someone's life. That's and totally changed well the perspective. Mm-hmm. I think it was Austin. Cause she was like, exactly. Thank you, Austin. You were the one who got it. You got what I was trying to tell. So I got to give it up to Leva. I think she's bringing a whole new dynamic to the show. I think she's the new Cameron. Yeah. Even though they might not be as good friends anymore. Totally. But they needed, they need every, every show whether it's Southern Charm or it's The Housewives, I think every reality show needs a moral center and needs just like a grounding person. Yes. At least one. And I think they got that with Reba. I think she's really cool. And I'm excited to keep watching. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm a reformed Southern Charm. Next season. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be like, Matthew, let's talk about Southern Charm on the pod. I know. And I'll be ready. And I will, I will be eating crow. I will be eating crow. Oh, just like Catherine O'Hara in Shit's Creek. Okay, <laughs> speaking of uh, people that are never grounded, let's talk about Dallas. <sighs> First of all, I love that Tiffany's throwing a party, and I have to say, the whole idea of everyone being so upset that she was like, "I have work in the morning. I am a doctor," and needs end at ten thirty p.m. I would take that as like, okay, she wants us to kind of dwindle the party down by 10.30 p.m. If I got that text, I'd be like, okay, cool. 10.30 is the time they want us to leave. We'll probably leave at 11. Like, I am I would send that text and be like, how else was she supposed to, like, make that clear? I guess in the initial invite, like, put, a, put the time frame in the initial invite. But that was just a bunch of bullshit. And all of them arrived when the sun was still out, which leads me to believe that they got there around what around four or five o'clock. No, the, so Deandra arrived around right before seven. So they was like, they did like a three hour pizza party with her three and Wait, a half the hour. Sun was still out at seven o'clock. Really? Well, it said six. Well, maybe I read the timestamp wrong, but I thought that they, uh, that Deandra arrived around 7 PM. I guess if it, Oh, you know what? I guess if it's the summertime when they film this, yeah, I guess, yeah, the sun probably doesn't go down until later, but still that's, three four hours of, of pizza party of dinner. like what are you expecting it just i think again they're trying to find any impropriety on tiffany's part to yes. nail her to the cross and they're just not succeeding cam and carrie every week keep bugging the shit out of me yeah. with their bullshit and their double standards but tiffany is holding strong i'm very very impressed with her i am impressed by her i also had to laugh at how many rules she had about her house it was i mean Unreal. I, again, and I appreciate, you know, in New York, everyone usually takes their shoes off because like New York is disgusting and you don't want to bring in New York into the apartment. But I thought it was really, I did think it was really funny that she, you could tell like she was nervous because she really wanted to make a good impression and, and have fun. But she's also like, oh my God, this is my house. and I just don't want it to be dirty. So hi, welcome. Let's have fun. But also please put the booties on your feet. I don't want you tracking in any garbage. And I, 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 I feel it for her. I really did. And impressed that she wasn't just like, and put the same booties back on. She got a basket full of booties that you can just replace, she replace every time you had to use the bathroom. She knows what she's doing. I was so impressed. Also, well, not impressed. I thought it was just really funny. Um, did you clock that Daniel, her husband was wearing camouflage Crocs? No, I did not. I want to get a pair of Crocs for myself oh for my. my house because they're the most comfortable shoes in the world. I will attest. Who are you? Me in 2006? But I, I just, yes, exactly. But I wouldn't wear them outside the house, but I just, it was a quick little snippet of him wearing them. And I just thought that was adorable. That was I've been awesome. wearing Crocs. It's just for everyone that wants to know. I've been wearing Crocs since I was like eight or nine years old. Like I went to the Croc store in Mexico. Like I... And, and then everyone was making fun of me and like, you can't wear Crocs. And now Crocs are the big thing. I'm a trendsetter, bitch. Well, any podiatrist will tell you they're the best shoes for your feet. It's just, I wore them when I was a, uh, when I was a server in New York, I wore them because doing like eight hour long shifts, like your feet like want to die and wearing, they, they made non-slip black Crocs to wear that you could wear like in a restaurant environment. 
and they were the best things that I ever had. I got rid of them because it was kind of like a ceremonious, like I'm not working at this restaurant anymore, like be gone. But I regret it now because I just wish around the house now that we're in quarantine, I had like a comfortable shoe to wear uh, from time to time. But anyway, love Daniel. And I also, can you tell me why are we still celebrating Carrie's, Carrie's birthday? birthday? I, wh- why? Okay, you had a milestone birthday in the quarantine as well. I understand, but we they had a big party and already. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A big festival where they all got tested, they and it was a, it was like at least 10 people. It was a big, you know, fiesta, and I don't understand, well minus the piñata which we did today instead. But why do we need more than that, especially during these times? A one-time thing is fine. And it's because Carrie wanted to go on a trip. Like, who doesn't? But then why not? Then why have the birthday party? Like, why not just have the trip then? I I don't know why. I think, to me, it feels like it's Cam making sure that she has an ally in Carrie no matter what happens this season. A hundred percent. I think she feels naked without Leanne. And I think she feels threatened by Stephanie. And Stephanie Brandy have their own thing. I think it's just her trying to saddle up and make sure that she has an ally on the show. I think you're right. And now they have a podcast. It's just, it's Which, just again, you say it and I already know, I already know it, but I, my blood pressure just fucking skyrockets. What a bunch of bullshit. Okay. Also the riddle that was in the pinata had nothing to do with Made Austin, no Texas. Goddamn sex. It was literally just a sex poem. And she was like, where is this going, San Antonio? But when Brandy is tell when Brandy is telling you that your riddle doesn't make sense, you've really fucked up. <laughs> like truly, yeah. The the brightest of the bunch, Brandy. Speaking of Brandy, though, she was really smart. With I loved how she did her pizza, where everything meant something for someone at the table. That was cute. I died at Deandra. She was like, <laughs> she's like, and Deandra, your mushrooms because you don't know if you'll be good or toxic. And I was like, that is. <laughs> A read and it's so good. And Deandra's like, it's true. You don't but know what you're gonna get. Deandra, I also love that Deandra's letting things just fly off. Yeah, her, like water off a duck's back. It's no big deal. And I think the other women are not ready for it. I think they're they're trying to do it to get something out of her. And she's like, no, my shaman is releasing all of my. We saw shaman Darren again this week. Get, you know, love to see it. Um, and I'm sorry, Cam, but any person with half a brain is gonna make fun of you for using the word articulate completely fucking wrong. I love that Cam tried to make it seem like Tiffany was coming for her, but it's like, no, sweetheart, you're just, you're, you're a dummy and anyone's going to point you out for being that dumb. Nope. 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 Well, I have issues. I mean, okay. The cricket situation. Let's talk about it. First of all, I don't see the problem with eating crickets. That's fine. I mean, I don't see the problem. I mean, whatever. I I just don't see why they have to have such a visceral, like, disgusted reaction to it when she's not putting, like, crickets off the lawn. They're clearly, like, they're in a package. They're clearly manufactured to eat. You just go, oh, no, I'm good. Like, it doesn't need to become this big, dramatic, like, oh, my God. It's You know, I don't know why they have to dog her for that. Well, it's... I think it's also them just trying to find, like you said, fault with fault with Tiffany. They want something that they can come after her for. And Brandy was 100% fine the entire dinner after eating those crickets until Tiffany was like, and by the way, you have all eaten crickets. And then she's like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. Well, and Brandy kind of, I think, exposed herself a little bit in her confessional when she said like, you know, I'm trying to really connect with Tiffany and I, you know, so I'm scared, but now I'm scared to say anything because of the issues we've had. It's like, fuck you for now putting, you know, I was so on Brandy's like team for her realizing that she had fucked up with Asian Americans and had fucked up with Tiffany in particular by being insensitive and making those stupid fucking videos. But now you're going to put it back on Tiffany because she, of this cricket thing. Like, absolutely not. And this whole group, especially Cam and Carrie are they enjoy the pranks and they enjoy making people feel uncomfortable and making them off kilter. And yet Tiffany does it to you and Carrie. Oh my God, Carrie getting up and going to the bathroom and saying, Oh yeah, she's really sick. And Oh, that was really, really messed up. It's like Carrie, Tiffany took a page out of your book. So I thought that was a bunch of bullshit. I think Tiffany was genuinely sorry. Yeah. And felt bad. And she's also the new girl Everyone's it was a prank. So it wasn't unsafe. Her. It wasn't like she put literal poison, toxic mushrooms, or a turd in the pizza. She put edible crickets. 
I think if Tiffany hadn't said anything, there would have been nothing and Brandy would have done nothing and it would not have even been a thing. And I think Tiffany now is going to never say anything ever again. Yeah. Ugh. Let's hope she does because we love ourselves some Tiffany. And hopefully the show picks up now that we're going on a trip, even though like I'm not thrilled about them going on a trip. I hope that it will pick up a little bit. And I hope the other women start to infight because Tiffany, again, Tiffany's ready for it and she's prepared and she'll like knock them down every single time. But I want people to come after Cam and Carrie for being morons. And hopefully they do. Okay, let's talk about another group of morons that we love, and that is the Summerhouse Kids. Oh, man. I mean, it would have been great if they could have done this. I know I know they can't because the world has to go on, and the, the housewives have a lot more going on than these 30-somethings in the Summerhouse. But the premise of sticking everyone in the cast of, like, Atlanta or even, I mean, not Salt Lake, but Atlanta or or OC, sticking all of them in one location for six weeks would have been hilarious fodder for all of us to enjoy. And I think this concept with the Summer House people is going to be fucking phenomenal. They all work from home anyway, so that's, it doesn't interfere with their lives that much. They don't have kids. They're not married yet. So it really does work more for the Summer House people, and I, I think it's going to be so much fun. The Cabin Fever is going to hit real quick. I mean, it's already hitting. Yeah, I mean, they're all coming off of the Cabin Fever they experienced in the early months of the quarantines. But now getting into the house and with us all, like a whole new group of specimens, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Literally, Summer House is the dream show that I would love to be on, and this season is probably the most fun I think I would have because it's – you literally don't have to do anything or go anywhere. It's all in the house. You could just work, play, party. Bravo set them up real nice. The new house is gorgeous. I love Lindsay being like, yeah, I think I've been in this house before for a party, but I was drunk, so I don't remember it. But it was, it's a beautiful house. And just so that we can kind of recap who's in the house this season, we've got Kyle and Amanda who are engaged. Yep. We've got Lindsay and her boyfriend, Steven, which we're going to talk about. We've got Carl, who's sober now. Hot Carl, my fave. We've got Paige and Hannah, besties. And we've got Luke and Ciara. And Ciara is our new castmate I'm, who's coming on this season. I mean... First impressions, I got to say, she's gorgeous. Naomi Campbell meets Mother Teresa. And truly. And <laughs> I, her vibe and her energy is so great. I'm really into her already. And I, watching Hannah freak the fuck out and squirm. Because I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Not a huge Hannah fan. And I'm not a huge Danielle fan. And oh, I I really, oh, Danielle's in the house too. I, I know. About Danielle. Um, and by the way, Danielle looks great. Danielle has had Danielle, some sort yeah. of glow up. I can't really put my finger on what she's done, but she looks great. She has a boyfriend. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Uh, Danielle and Hannah have, I've never really been huge fans and I'm more so Hannah. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of, and to see Hannah squirm when Sierra came in, I just, it, it tickled me. And to see Hannah freak out and like overcompensate and try hard was so funny. I know, but we've all been there. Like I have oh, done that a million times. I'm like, oh, you're with the person that I'm in a situation ship. You're coming in here. I'm like, okay, let me be best friends with you so I can keep an eye on you all night to make sure that you're not getting what I'm supposed to be getting. Oh, hundred percent. I, I totally empathize with Hannah's tactics, but even the other girls in their confessionals admitted, like there's really no competing with Sierra and I don't even know her yet. And okay, I, also she's 24. She, that shocked me. Yeah. I was literally like, Paige was like, oh, you seem so much more mature. <laughs> <laughs> the women are definitely intimidated, I think. Well, maybe not so much Amanda and Lindsay because they've got their own thing going. And even Paige. I think even though I don't think she and Perry are going to last at all because Perry's not even fucking there. I think more so Hannah and Danielle were just a little bit like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. Yeah. And I know Lindsay's fucking nuts. But I really enjoy her, and I find her very entertaining. We love Lindsay, and we have to give a shout-out to Lindsay Hobbs. She was the first person I interviewed from Summer House on this podcast. I completely forgot about that. I went, I was two years, two or three years ago, the first time I went to New York, like, all by myself, like, fun trip. I mean, kind of. It was, there was bad parts of it. But <laughs> one of the better parts, one of the better parts was I went to her, I went to her apartment that she was sharing with Everett back when her and Everett were dating. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I completely he, forgot about he Everett. He wasn't there. And we had Rosé and talked for hours. It was a great interview. She invited me out. I ended up not going because I had plans with my other friend. But she was like, yeah, you, me and Steven, old Steven, not not new Steven. If you guys remember old Steven. She was like, we're going to go to this bar tonight. You should totally come with us. I'm going to hit her up next time I'm in New York. I'm, in New York. I'm definitely going to be like, hey, Lindsay. You should. I should hit up Carl because we'd also interview Carl. I'll be like, Carl, let's t 
talk. I have to admit, and you know, you I've I've not been a friend of Carl a lot in the same way that I have not been a fan of Shep in that uh, seeing grown men act like they're in college and be drunk assholes and and there are there are other people around them that kind of suffer the consequences. I just it rubs me the wrong way. But to see Carl growing up finally and being like, you know what? I'm going to cool on the drinking. I've been sober recently and I feel good. And him going to bed early and getting up early to do work and to, to work on himself. I, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm thawing. I'm, my icy cold bitch heart is thawing to Carl. Oh my God. And I hope, I just hope he doesn't disappoint me. The Fall moment you meet him, that that is thought out, baby. It is like sparks fly just when he looks at you. I just got to say. You need to calm down. I can never <laughs> calm down. I have the biggest crush on Carl, and everyone knows this from the moment I've watched Summer House. I loved him before. I love him now. Well, He's upgraded from the upgrade. I'm Team Carl I'm excited to see where he goes from here. And I, So the only two things that they really started out with were Hannah versus Lindsay and then Hannah versus Luke. Yeah, so let's talk about the Lindsay situation. So Lindsay had a New Year's Eve party that she invited everyone to, except for Hannah, which I think is so shady. Like, even though, but like, I get, I get why Hannah talked shit about Lindsay on a podcast, but like, who doesn't talk shit about people on a podcast? And like, also, why wasn't, why didn't she talk shit on my podcast? Well, if I'm Lindsay and I go, okay, I was the only one that was supporting you and Luke last summer while the other girls were trying to tell you that like, it's not good for you and it's not worth your while. I was still supporting you because I knew how much you cared about him. I'm closer with Luke than I am with you, if we're being honest. And you've talked shit about me on my podcast. So let bygones be bygones and just let me just not have that drama here. I don't want you and Luke to start something at my party. And it really, you know, if you're going to talk shit about me and not come to me with stuff, then like I see where things are. And, you know, I appreciate, especially with Lindsay, who's kind of fucking crazy and may have in the past invited Hannah, if only to, you know, ream her for the shit she said about her. She decided to deflect and go, you know what? I'm not inviting you. So I, again, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of get where Lindsay was coming from. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm thinking I'm team Lindsay on this because oh, me, too. me too. I, I get her frame of mind. Yeah. Like it's, it is rude to not invite someone to a party, but like, you know, sometimes you, because of the other people there, it's better to maybe just like leave one person out instead of causing drama for the entire party. Right. Which I completely understand. I did that with something I did and that person literally screamed at me at a party afterwards. But I was <laughs> like, it was, you are all the rest of my friends. So been there. And I understand Lindsay. Oh, I'm glad Lindsay stood up for herself later in the episode when they had a heart to heart in Lindsay's bedroom. Cause Lindsay basically told her, listen, you have a problem with Danielle, not with me. I, regardless of what you think I did or didn't do, I promise you I didn't orchestrate Danielle and Luke getting together at the party. It just kind of naturally happened and I didn't know about it till later. So that didn't happen, no matter what you say or what you think. It just didn't happen. Danielle and him had a kiss and it sounds like Luke kind of pushed her away even after the fact because so they, he was still not over his ex, which isn't Hannah. No. So the things that you, the people you have a problem with are Danielle and even more so with Luke. So when Luke decides to show up with his new friend, deal with him. Don't deal with me. And also own that you fucking talk shit about me on a podcast. Like yeah. own that. Yeah. I was, I was very much team Lindsay in this. Uh, in this well, show. I mean, I am team Lindsay, but I also feel for Hannah. And I think we need to talk about Hannah and Luke because who hasn't been here before in yeah. a situationship? Uh, it's, I feel bad. Also, Lin, uh, Hannah did say on Watch What Happens Live when she was on that she had Luke's penis in her mouth at least two times. Ooh. So they didn't have sex, <laughs> but, and those were her words, not mine. So sorry if that offends you. Take it up with Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> she has a podcast. And, you know, I, I, I understand this i understand hooking up with someone a couple times talking to them every single day you can't be with them and you feel like there's this connection but i think she kind of jumped the gun a bit thinking like oh this is a relationship it's just because we're in quarantine that we're not activating this relationship when there is no he's such a fuck boy like can't you see it yeah and i, I mean from what i understand he 
he probably should have been more firm and pushed a little. He probably should have pushed back a little harder. But from what I understand, he's been pretty upfront about his issues and yes. his hangups. And she didn't visit him in Minnesota and he didn't come to visit her. It seems like they were comfortable in this unknown gray area. Yeah. Which does not a relationship make. Hannah, if you like him, you gotta make a statement and do something or make him do something. And if nothing happens, then nothing happens. Yeah. And you obviously heard about the Danielle thing and about the Lindsay party New Year's thing and didn't confront him about it because you didn't want to know what you probably already knew, which was that nothing was going to happen between you two. So it was a little bit of a self-fulfilled prophecy. If I'm going to be perfectly honest, like I don't think Luke is right either, but we've seen that this relationship isn't becoming anything. And after a year of this bullshit, Time to let it go. Time to listen to your girlfriends who are trying to get you to snap out of it. Yeah. And I think it's hard because I think and she fight sees... back. Fight back against Luke, you know? And I, I feel like Hannah's better than this. And this is why I'm like so upset is Agreed. because I feel like she's... I don't like her, but I agree with you. I think she's... You keep saying that and like me and her are tight. So like I am not going to talk shit. Oh, but I am just going to say that she is... You know, it's... And I say tight in like a loose term. We've talked a couple times via DM. Well, yes, I understand. <laughs> I'm not like besties with Hannah. Just so everyone knows there's no, what is it called? Conflict of interest. Totally. But I feel like she's stronger than this. She is smarter than this. She's better than this guy. She can find someone else. And she has now has a sweet hot zaddy out there now in the Hamptons that she's dating in real life. So I'm glad. Oh, that's great. Well, and Luke needs to be a fucking adult and grow up and be honest and open and more firm and push back more on like, Hey, I'm fucked up. I have emotional romantic intimacy issues and I clearly can't work them out with you. I should just cut this off. Let's be friends. And I'm going to move on with Sierra or somebody else. I agree. One more person before we leave. Someone else that needs to be real is Paige with Perry. Because yeah. Paige, and I know, I don't think they're together anymore. But, like, I think she needs to be up front. And I think Amanda brought up a really good point of being, like, there's a difference between questioning and doubt. She's like, yeah, I, yeah. I questioned if Kyle was the wrong guy for me. But I never doubted that he was never at my everything. And I think that is where the line is drawn because Paige looks like she's ready to go on to the next one. She's like, have you ever thought that maybe like there's someone better out there? And it's like, yeah, you always do. But if you're in a relationship, you understand that like, this is the best thing for you. I don't know. She wouldn't come on the show and leave her boyfriend for six weeks. Unless you you don't, you don't do that. She would have asked, she would have gotten Bravo to bring him with her. Or broken up with him beforehand. Like, you know, or I, I don't know. I, I do, it's clear. The, she didn't even call him. She didn't even FaceTime him. No. She was like, I forgot I had a boyfriend. Exactly. And we're going to get more into that next week, it looks like. But you clearly are not working it out with Perry. Because if you did, you would have either stayed home with him or you would have asked Bravo, hey, my boyfriend and I are doing really great. I want to bring him. I think he'd be great for the show. Or, and, and if it didn't work, you would have stayed there. But you left because you wanted to leave and you want to move on. And already the way that she's talking with Carl, you can tell that, like, that's going to be a thing. Oh, I hope. Well, <laughs> I think that now that he's in a better mind frame and, like, can be more attentive to her and actually, like, date her, I think I think they should get back together. But he's also, like, hooked up with Lindsay. And it looks like Lindsay's going to, like, break up with... Stravi, Steven, whatever his name is. And hook up with Luke. And then that's going to cause more drama between Hannah and Lindsay and then like Ciara. And I just, I, (laughs) it gets me get get going just thinking about it. It's going to be such a good season. I'm in for the ride of Summer House. I'm excited. I know you are too. It's going to be so much fun, but not as much fun as Salt Lake City. I'm, again, I... I, I felt great pains of joy watching this because it was such a great beginning to a, what's going to be a phenomenal finale reunion, but also so sad because I just don't want it to end. But it's so great to hear that they're filming and that they might have an early season. Oh, I was like about to be, did you hear? And, and then, then I you, forgot I mentioned you literally it already said it. <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear that they are wrapping up filming or they're in the middle of filming and that we might get another season in the summertime, which I think is so smart on Bravo's part because we're all going to be needing it. I think at that time. So it, when Andy said, this is the Super Bowl, guys, I 
could not have agreed more. It, I was so excited to see all of them in the lighting and in the atmosphere of the reunion. Their looks looked a lot better than the photos we saw earlier them this year. sitting down. You have to think that they pick the dresses to be seated in. They don't pick dresses to like walk the runway. No. In. And Meredith, I thought looked beautiful. I thought Whitney and Heather looked beautiful. I thought Lisa looked beautiful. Jen looked better than I thought she was going Mary to. Mary had a great wig. Mary had a little lamb, a great <laughs> wig. And I was so thrilled. And I love that. I, because you know, I kept saying there are certain things that need to be called out at this reunion. And already at two things or three things were called out that I was desperately seeking some clarification on. The hair, Jen. The hair and Jen's career came out already. And I was thrilled because I think, and I love that Mary was like, yeah, they look terrible. And, she basically was sort of telegraphing to us that don't worry guys next season I'm, I'm going to come out stunted. I'm going to come out guns blazing with some new wigs and a new closet. I, I yeah and I'm, I I thought it was so funny how Heather was like yeah we all had bad hair I had one too and she's like no no girl I took it for the team like <laughs> yeah. I, my hair was the worst <laughs> truly. But speaking of Heather her and Lisa get to it from the get-go, which I really love. I don't like you drawing things out for the union and being like, oh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. It's going to be a slow part one. And then we have part two and three that are amped up. Mm -hmm. No, part one started. And I had to die when they're fighting. I know we'll talk about the fight, but it just literally made me so happy when Lisa's like, no, no, we're not moving on. And like kept fighting with Heather and was like, and they're like, well, Andy, yeah, Lisa's it's in so charge. funny. Like, I know we're going to get into more of the Jen Shaw of it all in parts two and three, but the fact that Jen was the most calm of all of them for the first part was awesome to see them, uh, everyone else get activated. I thought was great. And yeah, from the get go, we have the Whitney and Heather versus Lisa battle raging and I think that Lisa or sorry I think that Heather and Whitney were right it's it's not what we said about you that's garnering this response that you're getting from the public it's how you behaved with us there's clearly a there's something about us that you look down on and there's something about us that you don't like and you behave whether you're conscious of it or not you behave in a different way around us than you do with say Meredith or Jen and you're getting reamed for it. You're getting called out for it. And, you know, welcome, bitch. You know, they're getting called out. I mean, I'm sure people are coming after Whitney and, and Heather for being ex-Mormons who are, like, you know, shaming the Mormon church and the community. You're getting shamed because you're being this, like, high-nosed, high-brow, I'm better than you, bitch. And I do not think that Lisa was prepared for Mary to sit there and go, yeah, bitch. You're not, you know, you're not very friendly to me either. I think Mary came in guns blazing and I do not think that anyone was ready for at least of all Lisa. No. And I'm so happy that we're kind of seeing Lisa in a different light and that she's kind of basically like a turtle on a shell on her back and like having to like come up and be like, all right, bitches, y'all coming for me. I'm going to come for you. It because made me like her more. It was weird. It's I mean, you know, I've had a thing for Lisa. I know you and my other friends, they love her. I got, I got, I just got to give it up to her. But I just am very excited to see kind of how these fights progress into a season two, because I feel like now that we're getting to the, the heat of it and seeing how Lisa's against Heather, Lisa's against Whitney, Lisa's against Mary. And Lisa and Meredith seemed like they were not, I think we're going to get into it. Yeah. On Instagram, Meredith did say that they're fine, but from the preview of next episode, it looks like they are not currently like, Okay. And I think it's because Lisa played every single freaking side uh-huh. this season, which I was, I knew that comment was going to come back. I was like, Oh no, don't listen to a thing. Don't take anything that Mary says to be real. And Mary was like, you said, don't take anything I say after, after you called me yeah. and had a conversation via FaceTime. hundred percent. And I thought that Mary spoke a lot of truth about the friendships between the ladies calling everybody out like no 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 you said this and you said that no you don't feel that way or, or do you feel that way like be honest like Mary was kind of a moderator a little bit and I was very into it I think she was making up for the fact that she didn't get a lot of screen time this season because she was a friend of originally and I was very here for it I also thought it was really funny I don't know if anyone clocked but when they looked to they said Heather it's amazing that Rihanna DM'd you they pan to Lisa and Lisa just looks like she's about to burst into tears. Oh, a hundred percent. Cause she, and I think it's also because she's like, Oh, now Rihanna thinks I'm the mean girl bitch. Because Well, I think she wasn't, again, I think Lisa was expecting to get a better edit than she did. And I think that she wasn't expecting Heather to get the positive 
outpouring of love that she's been getting and i think it's really really good it's really her. hard on her and my like i said something about lisa even though i'm glad all this lisa stuff's getting fleshed out it's making me like lisa more in fact and when she got emotional about her kids i i was like okay i my kids are everything it was everything. it was very erica jane like yes. you don't want to go there with me you just don't want to family do it. I also had to laugh because this was on social media. We didn't see this on the show, but there's <laughs> there's a video of her and her oldest son, and her oldest son is like thanking everyone for uh, supporting Fresh Wolf and you know for everything Fresh and for helping fucking Wolf and for getting all of that set up. But it's really funny because as he's starting his thank you on the video, Lisa is mouthing the words that he's supposed to be saying. Oh and you're like, God. oh my goodness, this queen. I love her. She is a Warren Buffett icon in the making, or at least she thinks she is. Well, and I, I, I know. I appreciate it. I do. The other Warren Buffett is Jen Shaw, who works in direct response marketing which okay yes finally like i said i told you it was marketing i know but i'm glad that we got a more concrete response that for she works for multiple companies and she basically is a so it sounds like she's a social media marketing expert where she reports back to companies saying if you do this and this and this the algorithm will do this and it'll garner these results i think she's i think she got into that early on and it's really set her up nicely financially. I think I more like than that. that, I think she gets the algorithms from data data collection and data scientists yes. and then provides them to the advertisers and being like, okay, who do you want to hit? Yeah. And which is totally up her game or it's up her alley. also low-key shady because I do not trust the internet. Oh, I don't which either. Which is why we're not on it. No, like 100%. <laughs> but that is like... I don't think Jen could do anything else. I think that is like her bread and butter. I think it's exactly what she's made to do. And like I said, it was it was cool to see Jen a little more subdued. I appreciated though Meredith coming at her with you know the her behavior and coming out with her with the you know everyone's not getting the whole story about how you were with me and my kids. But I do agree with your take about because I'm usually not a huge fan of the kids coming into play, especially if they're mm-hmm. not adults and they're not active members of the show. But I do agree that because Brooks wants to be on the show yes. and he's an adult at this point, that it's a little different. I don't really agree with how Jen decided to deal with him and maybe what she called him was kind of unfair. Okay. She called the family white privileged. I know, but like I would try to come after Meredith more than Brooks just to, just to sit, be safe and to be like, my hands are clean. I'm not coming after the kids okay. because there's always going to be someone that goes, you can't come after the kids. But yeah, I agree with that because but I, I do agree with this take that you're about to bring up. Yeah. Because Brooks is, we, I'm going to say it cause we all know is a fame hungry whore little bitch. <laughs> and we understand that all he wants is screen time. That's why he moved home from NYC, NYU, to get his fashion line off the ground with money he saved himself. Okay, where is he getting this money from? Probably his parents. Like, let's. what job no, does he no, have? No, absolutely from his parents. Like, he's being funded by his parents. So which this is, money, he's, know, which is fine, but this money he saved situation being like, he's just a kid doing it on his own. I don't buy it for one bit, Meredith. That's fair. And he wants to be a Salt Lake City housewife. So if he wants to get his feet in the mud, then bitch has got to get dirty. That's true. I think that Jen, I think I would have appreciated though. I agree with that. I I'm boiling. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with you to a certain extent. I think I would have, I would have liked it more than if Jen had been honest and be like, listen, your son clearly wants to be on the show. He's clearly an active participant and I'm going to defend myself against you know, any attacks from him or because, because he clearly wants to be a part of this. And I think that she, I wish she would have owned like, yeah, I made a comment about the tracksuit because it was, I, yes, I was making a dig, but to Jen doesn't understand that, you know, cl- you know, claiming naivete in that regard, it doesn't work for her. No. I think if she owns a little bit more like, yeah, I made a dig about the tracksuit because I was upset. And because again, your son, it wants would make to be, her look better. Your son wants to be the seventh housewife. And like, He's going to get it then. And he's an adult. Yeah. He's not like 15. He's not like a fresh wolf protege. He's Brooks Marks. Yes. And he wants the attention. So you know what? We're going to give it to him. I agree. I also have to say that I think the whole vagina gate thing is stupid. I think it's dumb. I think they, if Meredith actually had a problem with it, she should have said, Jen, my kids just saw your vagina. Super uncool. I think maybe you should go home. 
not let's ignore it. We'll talk about it later. You can stay over. It's fine. They're going to go to Best Buy. No, she only brought it up because of the social media outlash against Brooks for them being like, Brooks is a whiny little bitch, which is on it par. Is, it's true. Yes. And they were like, she was like, oh, but you don't understand the whole story. I'm going to bring it to the reunion. I definitely think they're both right and they're both wrong. I think that's what I got out of the argument back and forth is like, Jen is, you know, really intense and should really try to keep it between her and Meredith and not involve Brooks. But Brooks is wants to be involved because he mm-hmm. wants to elevate his own platform. And if he's going to do that, Jen has the free reign to, to deal with him as such. But Meredith also has legitimate beef with Jen because Jen is a loose cannon and has talked about her family without Meredith there behind her back. And so I think that's where Jen's like, I'm going to try to add more ammo to this because I want Jen to know that it's not okay for her to talk about my family, period. Yeah. So again, they're both right. They're both wrong, I thought, in that little squabble. Well, I'm sure it's going to come up more because I feel like we barely tapped into the whole they Jen all thing. really showed up, though. I was so pr- proud of all of them. It was a really good reunion. It was really good. One. They're all really like defending themselves and they're really coming after each other for the like, legitimate you know, reasons. And I just love fucking Heather. I think Heather is the shit. And I love that. She's like, no, Lisa, you're getting what you get because you behave the way you did. It just, I can't wait for parts two and three. I loved, uh, when she's like, you should write a book. I won't read it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I'm excited. I'm excited to keep going. We didn't watch part three of Mormon stories, but we will. And we will report back next week. I can't wait to keep watching. I'm thrilled that we have two more weeks of this. But luckily, next week, Jersey comes. I am so excited for Jersey. And by the way, one more thing on Salt Lake. If you guys have not seen it, Andy Cohen posted a video of Vanessa Bear Buyer. Bear. Okay. <gasps> yes, please tell everybody about this. Yes, she does a one-woman scene, essentially, where she is both Lisa Barlow and Whitney Rose. And it's phenomenal. It's hilarious. It will show you why she is the queen that she is. I love her. Was, I feel like a connection to her because I also can never stop smiling. My big chompers. I was floored with the impressions. I thought they were so funny. And she moves seamlessly from one voice to another. Y- y'all got to watch it. It's a master class in character work. I won't say anything more. You got to you gotta t- uh, go on, uh, watch what happens live and take a look. All right. Well, I think we mentioned it all today. That we, was a, we really flew through it today. We were just bump, bump, bowing. Again, when, when they deliver... It's really fun to talk about. And we just, you know, we, we run right through it. Um, I think it was great. Lisa Rinna, if you're listening, thank you for reposting uh, yeah. uh, Eddie's handiwork. And if you want to see what she reposted, make sure you follow us on Instagram by searching at H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. That's at Han Bravoed. And if you haven't already, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening to, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. We'll see you next time. Bye.